In the year 891 Imperial Era, the waters of the ancient fonts of Stavrul are troubled by a creaking water pub's rough action. Miles away, the water of its sister font of Daphnia shimmers in answer. As they have since mankind first grasped at the world's magics, two Severosi magicians commune through nature's hidden channels. Adric Belial reaches out to his home, the arcane fortress of Belial, where they eschew the imperial calendar, and the year tracks further than the emperor, the 1867th year of the tribe's existence. For many, the time before the cataclysm and the imperium was another world entirely. But the magicians of Severus, who dare to live outside of his majesty's imperium, know that humanity neither begins nor ends with the immortal emperor. on a train this is a podcast where we play ghost lines an rpg by john harper probably i'm your conductor greg and i run this here game i'm hannah i play andrel anderson birthday girl i'm guy i play pip i don't have much to go <laughs> i'm stefan and i play drix uh cowboy in trouble apparently <laughs> Apparently, like we didn't Apparently, know. no, it's all good. You're fine. You're fine. Hey, hey, listener. So guess what? Guess what? I'm going to be upfront with you. You see this episode. It comes out after a layover. Maybe it has a funny name. Maybe it doesn't. And you're like, oh, last we saw Drix was uh, doing some magic stuff at a weird, weird uh, water trivet. Are, are we going to do some wizard shit? It's like, yes, we are going to do some wizard shit. Is this, is this breaking the flow? No, I don't think so. Um, But the, the weird... Two modes uh, thing that we have. I don't give a shit. Get um, off their dick. It's cool. No, it's fine. This isn't even... I don't need to be that aggressive. Just... just. I do. <laughs> We're subverting your expectations. Woo! Yeah, that's right. Also, birthday girl. I guess if you're doing the whole, like, this whole week is my birthday. Because we have, we have kind of I acted, don't know what fucking day it is. We have kind of... Well, well in the past... This one is with a get off my dick, don't worry about it sort of vibe. Usually the layovers we said have taken like, usually take like a couple days or like, just assume it's like a week. So you're like freshly the birthday girl. Okay. Yeah, I listen. Do you know how hard it is to come up with a different fucking subtitle for my character every episode? You get off my dick. (laughs) Hey, hey, Greg, Greg, look at me. Look at me. I'm looking at you. Get off Hannah's dick. Get off my dick. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. Okay. So here we are. Drix, you have uh, contacted somebody through the, what was the ancient font of Stavrul, magical place of power within this world. However, because of the cataclysm, the seismic changes to the land have covered up this oft-visited pool of mystical water that could transport one to its sister font of Daphnia. But now, by uh, pouring the water out through an old-timey Wild West water pump into a trough, you can gaze into the font of Stavrul, and somebody from the font of Daphnia can gaze at you. Can we gaze lovingly into it? You can gaze lovingly into it. 
What's my motivation for gazing into the, the pool, Greg? The motivation is we gotta get to Belial. <laughs> Ooh, a plot. Drix gazes into it. The person who answers is uh, another Severosi dressed in full cowboy magician garb. I'm talking cloak with those cowboy leather fringes on the sleeves. We got stars and moons on the wizard cowboy hat. And this person has a missing arm with a flapping little short sleeve. It's Tegan Belial, who Drix recognizes from his youth. Is Sarah Belial there too? <laughs> I just gave Hannah a meaningful look. <laughs> um, but, I, but Tegan says, uh, Guantarnation, Drix, is that you, buddy? Hey, Tegan, you're looking good. How you, how you been doing? I've been doing great. I'm the, I'm the font watcher now. I'm in charge of the, the font. Oh, man. That's so good. Oh, man, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I, it's uh, uh, underappreciated work, but uh, I get to talk to people a lot. And you know what? You know I love to talk. Ah, uh, yeah. Talky Tegan. That's what they'd call you, you know? You know, they, they, they've been calling you. They've been calling you a uh, uh, Drippy Drix. That's what they've been calling you. Because you're a drip. You're oh, wet. drip? Where have you been? Oh, uh, I don't know if Drippy is a real good descriptor for that one, actually. Kind of... I feel like a drip stays around, you know? Uh, come on, just, come on. Like, God slam it, man. You know I'm not that smart. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay, Tegan. Don't worry about it. What a relatable character. <laughs> Listen, what, what, you, what you calling for? You just come give a chicken, talk to the little old cuz, or, or what do you need? Well, Do you need uh, a decision for this month? You coming? You coming? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'll... I'll Maybe I'll be there. Maybe. I'll give you the schedule for this month if you promise you're coming. Otherwise, I ain't giving you... I ain't giving you, uh... You jack and... And, and, and shit. That's right. I cuss now. I was really hoping that you would say squid diddly. Oh, you, you, you cuss now? I cuss now. Oh, wow. I could have said I wouldn't give you squid diddly, but no, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. All right, I'll, I'll come. I promise, I promise. All right, all right. And Tegan makes a hand motion. It's not important what the hand motion is, listener. It is a very elaborate sort of drawing in the air, with particular fingers being used. And Drix, this is the sigil required to get through the illusion that will be outside of the site of Belial. Gotcha. And allow you to actually enter it. You, of course, know the approximate location, but we can never make it that easy. No. No, Secrecy is important. Tegan makes the sigil and is like, all right, you remember that? Yep, got it. All right. I promise, I promise I'll show. Maybe uh, do a little bit of warming up for me. Uh, if people are a little cross, I maybe a bit of, maybe it's a little bit of warning. Uh, you know, you know we ain't never be cross about you. We call you Drippy Drinks because we, you know, miss you. Oh. It's fine. We're all family here. I miss you too, bud. Oh, I'll let Orleans know. Oh! Oh, it's so good that you're here. Orleans, he's, he's going to go on a hermitage soon. Or- Orleans is going on a hermitage soon? R- really? Well, damn, man's past 80. But, I mean, he he still has so much time left, right? I mean... You know, Orleans, he's... he's, he's every other week, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to the hermitage. I don't want the last thing that I remember of you to be you forgetting to sweep the floor, Tegan, but... I don't know, he's been saying it a lot. And I, I listen, I I just think it'd be nice for you to be able to see the old man, you know? Yeah, 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 no. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh I 
definitely am going to come. Um, I do have... A, yeah, I, I... It's going to be a little hard to sneak away from uh, my two friends. Two friends? You made, you made friends outside? Yeah, yeah. Uh, co-workers, but we're, we're close, we're close. Co-workers, like at the distillery? Oh, uh, I haven't, I, I haven't worked at the distillery for a while. Well, where'd you, where'd you go? I feel like it would be better told in person when I can, uh, tell you the whole story and, uh, you, you know, it's... Alright, again, you can, you can bring him, I guess, if you want. You know, are they, are they cool? They're, they're cool. I can promise they're cool, uh... I do have to warn you ahead of time, one of them is Akarosi, but... You know we're not going to be too weird about all that. Like, what, he's not, you're not an Imperial officer, are you? You're not in the army? No, no. You ain't in the army, he ain't a blue coat, right? I'm not a... God, never. I would never be a blue coat. As long as he ain't a blue coat, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. We'll try to be normal about it, it's fine. One, one Imperial, one Imperial is, is alright. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, uh... So it's gonna. It's 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 the first time in a while that I brought friends home. You know, it's uh. What's who's 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 the other one? Where 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 are they from? Oh, uh, you got you got friends from you got friends from different islands. She's she's from Aruvia. Oh, she's from Aruvia. All right, all right. I, I mean, she's she's like she's yay tall, so you know. Oh, picking up a little apprentice. Uh, kinda. Orland's gonna love that squid. I mean, <laughs> shit. I'm an adult. There you go. There you go. I didn't hear the other one at all. <laughs> all right i'll i'll see you later bud see ya their image melts into the font as they turn around and they're shouting like hey guess who's coming up? all right <laughs> where do we find uh you two i think pip has been <laughs> pretty much glued to the bar since they arrived it's like and they were a dry town a dry town He's probably said this, told this story about like 18 times. <laughs> Everybody in the bar has heard it. <laughs> yep. Andrew is uh, at the bar with Pip, not exactly drinking on account of the child thing, but eating a whole lot of greasy food, which is her, you know, uh, four kids style equivalent, and just kind of head in her hands, being like, everyone was so shirtless. <laughs> And, like, I don't... I should... That should... I mean, it's just... It's just chess, right? Like, that's normal. But, like... I don't know, man. <laughs> and they were sweaty. And all oiled up. They were all oiled up. And some of them... That lady had big muscles. And... and if they stood out in, like, broad daylight, if the sun still shone... They could probably let someone on fire with just the sheer force of their pectorals. They're like burned behind my eyelids. I don't understand what is happening. One random guy in the corner is like, yeah, I remember my first trip to quench your thirst. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> I hate that people are relating to me about this. <laughs> that doesn't help. Sorry there. You know, just... Thinking on my youth. Okay, well, youth sucks. I don't like it here. 
At that, Drix enters the bar. Ah, uh, hello. Oh, you two look up. Good. Uh, Drix approaches Antril and slides the basket of fries away. <laughs> no, no, I paid for those. You can eat them later. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, just, uh, thinking. Uh, okay. Uh, let me know if you need any help processing whatever you're thinking. Oh, I don't know if this is a thing that I should speak to people about. Where were you? Oh, um, I was talking to my cousin. Do you have cousins? Yeah. You talk to people besides us? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I do have a life. You, you've met some of my friends before. Only one of them. <laughs> when they invited us demon hunting. <laughs> no, that wasn't the... That was... That was an acquaintance. Though she did flirt with me a lot, so... Okay, no, that's... We're, no talking about flirting. No talking about flirting. <laughs> Not today. Oh, uh, okay. Is it some kind of religious holiday? Uh, I didn't... <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're in my hometown. Naturally, I was bound to know some people here. Would you guys like to come for dinner? Anything, to, you know, yeah, I need a distraction. Sure. Cool, cool. Everyone's going to be wearing shirts, right? This silence concerns me. I think so. I think so. Look, sometimes some people just don't wear shirts. I, 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 it's, it's a relatively, hold on. He like licks his finger and like, (laughs) he licks his finger and like sticks it up. There's a bit of a draft. I I don't think anyone's going to be without a shirt. People could. Okay. (laughs) But uh, just, I do want to lay down the line. I, I, I cannot promise that. But I will. I, I assume people will behave. <laughs> you know what? If it's if it gets to be bad, I'll just leave. It's fine. Fair enough. Um, Trix, Trix like looks a little nervous at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, we we can we can we should get going. How about that? Oh, like right now? Uh, I mean, we could stay for a little while longer if Pip wants to finish his story. No, we. We don't have to. Pip's, the, Pip's told that story eight times. Eight? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Maybe nine. Hey, Pip. Yes. You 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 good? No. <laughs> oh wow, that might be the most frank answer I've ever gotten out of you. Honestly. Huh. I feel weird to you because it feels weird to me. A little bit, yeah. I'm trying something new. All right. Okay. Well. I think this will brighten your day just a little bit. I do just need you to be cool, right? <laughs> uh, all right. I'm cool as a cucumber. <sighs> Pip is the least cool person I've met in my entire life. Is the least cool person I've ever met. Well, Trevor, Pip is the second least cool person I've ever met in my entire I life. I think it's pretty cool. Shut up, whoever you are. I don't know, he took down that judge. He sounded like a rotten, nasty guy. I... He has exaggerated this story. (laughs) Listen, all I'm saying is, sometimes if you've got personal direct enemies and you break into the mansion and then make a daring escape... Pip, are you going to be cool or not? Sure, whatever. 
Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Then let's... Worst case scenario, he'll knock them all out with one punch. Nobody ask you! Uh, does that sound like Pip to you? Because I certainly don't believe he'd knock anyone out. No, it does not! Look at his little noodle arms! I can't believe you're buying all of this! Uh, Drix? Hold on, you Drix. You, you're the guy he princess carried out of there while he's kicking the rest of them? <laughs> Drix lifts up Pip by one arm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go now? Yeah, I think we I, I think we better. Kermit, lay off the booze. <laughs> you guys leave. <laughs> You're having too much fun tonight. I princess carried you, didn't I? Listen. <laughs> Some lies get crossed. Yeah, especially when you purposely cross them. It doesn't matter though. Let's head out of the city. Lead the way. Cool. Here is the interesting thing for you guys who are, that aren't Drix. Drix is leading you out of the city, but not through a typical channel. You're going to have to get some sort of transportation. Maybe just a little cart. The typical thing is usually to get at least one Severosi hunting horse on this cart, just so it can deal with any of the little small spirits. But you guys are, are going to venture outside of the lightning barrier, which isn't like illegal or anything. It's not super weird, I guess, for you guys, because you're like bulls. It is suspicious. As you go further, it's become clear that this isn't like my old house in this particular district of the city. This is a, oh, the place that I live, which is outside of the place that I told you I lived. Exit the lightning barrier. In my mind, I don't think you can just like walk out. So there are probably designated areas for exit for people that do wish to leave. If you were criminals or something, you'd have to do something sketchy. But no, you just uh, you head out across the desert through some of the scrub. Severosi horse is sort of clip-clopping you guys along in the carriage. What's the vibe, gang? I think I'm still thinking about titties, honestly. <laughs> honestly? Fair. It's a big night for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, this is weird, but not weird enough to distract mm-hmm. her. Gotcha, gotcha. Just, I just want to check it. Anything you want to handle before we get there? Shirks is going to let the play speak for itself, so unless it has something. Nope. It's cheaper and, and easier to just get the one-horse wagon. There are fancier electroplasmic vehicles, but people usually don't use those outside of lightning barriers because they're slow without railways, and electricity will attract the spirits. And the spirits will usually stay away from a pissed-off hunting horse. Drix, I think eventually you make it to the approximate location of Belial. You can tell because you uh, seem to patch uh, the exact same bush like two or three times before Drix probably brings the uh, wagon to a stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're here. We're, 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 we're about here. There's nothing here. <laughs> There's just like the stars in the sky, the faint lights of the uh, lightning barrier in the, the distance, the sounds of the night. Oh, I get it. You're one of those, like, feral people. Feral people? Yeah, like you were raised in the woods. Oh. By wolves. Are we gonna meet the wolves? No. That is incredible coming from an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) I was raised in an orphanage. Very civilized stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Civilized is a very loose term there. We have met two of the gangs from your orphanage. I can read. You can read. That's true. But no, I am not a feral child. 
Drix gives you like a shit-eating grin and goes, uh, just watch. He brings up his hand with his pinky and his pointer finger extended and like raises it up towards the sky, points it at two different stars, and then begins to do the sigil, uh, kind of tracking the movement by uh, how it connects to the stars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the password you received was instructions of star to star. That's that's cool as hell. As Drix does the sigil, there's like a heat wave sort of mirage effect as a, a large stone structure, like a castle of old, begins to uh, appear. The horse, for its part, does a little like unsurprised as the uh, this large fortress reveals itself. Although sticking out in the middle of the fortress, even high beyond the walls, there is a large tree. It looks like it has multicolored leaves on its branches. There's a big gate, and standing behind the gate is a uh, one-armed Severosi in a wizard robe with uh, fringes on the sleeves and a cowboy hat with uh, stars and moons. Yeah, it's Tegan. Oh yeah, you did it! You came here! <laughs> Good to see you, Drex! I told you I would. I'm always happy to see you too, Tegan. Come on, come on, we'll get your horse, we'll get your horse! <laughs> Angel is doing that thing that people do where they, like, keep blinking and, like, closing their eyes and then opening again as though expecting to see the landscape change. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew? Ah! Do I? Ah. The uh, one-armed person comes over. Let me get your youngin'. Uh. Let me get your youngin' off the cart. We can. We gotta take the horse into the stables. Uh. Come along. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Tegan. Hey. <laughs> uh, Andrew. <laughs> nice to meet you there, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, hi there, sir. You're the. Uh, you must be the Akarosi that I was informed of. A pleasure to meet you. And they do a very exaggerated <laughs> bow. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks. They're both good people. What's your name there, part? Does, does that have to happen every time? Oh, no, no, nothing has to happen unless you want it to. In the world of humanity, nothing nothing goes without a, another person willing it. So if you want me to stop, I'll stop. If you want me to bow, I mean, I'll consider it. You can't force me, but I, I, I will. Tiff takes out one of the, uh, the flasks and just immediately downs it. Oh, hey, bud, got any more of that? <laughs> uh... Sure. He has 23 flasks on his person. Oh, sick, like a normal adult does. <laughs> That's a, You can't stop me from having at least 20 flasks. Drix, why didn't you tell us that you knew cool people? <laughs> Finally, someone normal. Drix, your, your Imperial thinks I'm cool. I'm going to ride this. <laughs> hey, fun. Uh, I just want you to realize he's not a role model. <laughs> yeah, you guys are ushered inside. You should come out and hang out. You need something. It's all right if you need something. Uh, I, I, we won't be upset if it's transactional. We're your family. We're here to help. I came because I was in town. While I am here, I would like to get my battery recharged. But also, uh, I might have some information to deliver. Of course, of course. Y'all, Orleans, you gotta talk to Orleans first. Um, hey there, uh, buddy, buddy, cool, cool guy, cool guy with the, with the, the, the flasks? Yeah, what's up? You, uh, you gonna keep that? Pointing to the empty flask. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I usually refill them once I get the chance, but... 
Well, uh, I was wondering if you want to put it on the tree. And now that you're, uh, you're brought inside, you see that the multicolored leaves are in fact, each one is a solid colored bottle or other such vessel all over the branches. There's very few leaves on this tree and on the end of the branches are just a lot of bottles and vessels. You know what? Sure. Oh, thanks a million. Listen, that'll go a long way. Orleans is going to love this. Oh, the other sages, the great bottle tree is an important piece of our uh, survival here. And it's always good when a, when a guest, when a visitor brings their empty vessel. All right. Tegan hops up and then does the same second hop in the air that that one Severosi magician Valentine did and then spikes the flask onto a, a branch and lands again. One more ghost. <laughs> uh, why do people think Pip is cool? I'm very confused about all of this. Tegan would think anybody that I brought around was cool. Tegan needs to get out more. Tegan does. All right, I'm going to go back to uh, font watching, watching the font. You never know. Uh, we are expecting a uh, guest later. Yeah, you want to go talk to Orleans? Orleans is, yeah, um, yeah. Orleans is over in his house. I'll go ahead and go talk to Orleans. Thanks, Tegan. I'm always happy to see you. And he gives him, like, a little hug. Yeah, Tegan reciprocates. The stonework is, like, yeah, an old fortress for sure. But the inside is just pure living space, it seems. A lot of little structures, little houses made of wood. Wide berth for the tree. Looks like a, a wide open area for activities. You're brought towards uh, one small little house structure. A lot of mushrooms on the outside. Real giant circular kinds. You, you feel a distinct notion that you could wear them as a hat. <laughs> and actually, if one were to reach out and touch them, you would find that they're actually carved of wood. As they approach, Drix kind of, like, looks around a little nervously, and then realizes, oh, and he pulls off his normal hat, stows it away in his vest, and then pulls out the star's hat, pops it onto his head, and his clothes actually transform. (laughs) 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 Alright. Yeah, a little swirl of energy goes around Drix, and he gets a nice little transformation sequence. His slacks become a lot more fancy with some ornate patterning down the sides, uh, making them look both like chaps, but like made of velour, basically. Yes. Up top, his shirt gains a nice luster to it, and his vest instead transforms into a poncho with purple accents. Beautiful. And his hat lengthens just a little bit, so it droops and becomes a little bit taller as well. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he'd be a little cross if I showed up in normal clothes. Should, should, should we get, get ponchos? I don't have a hat for you yet. <laughs> okay. Pip does the thing where he's kind of like just opening his mouth as if he's going to say something and just closing it. <laughs> but because it's Pip, it looks like it's just sort of like a fish gasping for air. Do you need air? No. I can tell you two are just a little bit freaked out by all this. It's a lot to take in. I don't know what's happening, and I haven't known what's happening for at least the past 24 hours, but definitely more intensely in the past hour. So I might have underrepresented how much of a magician I may or may not have been. What? Just a smidge. Well, I mean, you know, secrecy is extremely important. We all know that. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm not really supposed to tell people that I can do magic, let alone where I'm from. I feel like I have caught undue flack 
for being secretive now. Uh, okay, okay, you know, absolutely not. You did not get off the hook just because Drix is on the hook with you. I'm just saying, I think that perhaps I was treated unfairly. I disagree. In light of present circumstances. Hey, hey, I be, disagree. To be fair, I only ever complained about you keeping secrets when it became immediately dangerous to us. Me being a magician has never been dangerous to us. I feel like that's wrong. I don't know enough Check about magicians to definitively say, but that feels wrong to me. <laughs> I think my usage or this usage of magic has only ever uh, uh, made us safer. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and debate that because I am still very confused. So when you say you underrepresented how much of a wizard you may or may not be, how much of a wizard are you? Well, I mean, we're in an arcane fortress, aren't we? <laughs> Arcane Fortress! That's cool and fun! <laughs> Pip looks directly into the camera of the office style, but in canon, it's just him looking wistfully over at the tree. Are there bathrooms in here, or is everything magic? That's the first thing I need to there know. Are Can I pee? Okay. There are obviously bathrooms. What? Do you think we just magic it away? I don't know! Maybe! <laughs> That would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be pretty ridiculous. Eat a bag of dicks, JK. <laughs> uh, okay, so you can pee. You're a wizard. We're in an arcane fortress. That's cool. Um, but it's probably fine. Uh, what do we do? Is there, are there etiquette rules for the arcane fortress? Uh, uh, mostly just be hospitable. You'll do fine, little spurs, I promise. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the other guy. Oh, that's fair. Um, so what's the appropriate distance where you should, like, stay and keep holding the door? Because <laughs> I assume that there's co some kind of metric that you folks have. That is a difficult question, actually. Like, have you ever... Sometimes, ever since you started going on about the hospitable thing, I've been thinking about it. And sometimes someone is, like, walking from pretty far away, and I don't know whether to hold the door or not. Mm, 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 mm. Generally, the rule I go with is you count to about five. And if you think, like, within that five seconds, this person's gonna be, like, within two arm lengths of you, then you should, uh, then you should go ahead and go and open that door, you know? You count to five, and if within five seconds the person is within two, okay. Huh, okay. That makes some kind of sense. Like my arm length or your arm length? We I, have think, different I arms. think arm length proportional to you because, like, it would be kind right, of ridiculous for you to, arms, you know, measure yeah. based on my arm length because that's, like, a long way away from you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's information at least. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Any more questions? Well, I mean, yes, but no. So many. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with them later. It's your family dinner or something, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, alright. Come on, let's go see Orleans. Oh, we're coming? I mean, if you want to. I mean, sure, I just don't want to, uh, you know, interrupt. I suppose it would be unhospitable to leave us out. And Pip does the, like, eyebrow wiggle. There's a passing Severosi magician who's just like, <laughs> like chortles. <laughs> just shakes their head. 
Open up the door uh, to a very, very small little uh, little old person living room. This nice rug, nice little chandelier, and sitting in a, a chair by a little workbench is an old man dressed similarly to Drix right now, carving a big mushroom out of some wood. He's got a, a big old beard presently tied to his hair in the back to keep it out of the, the wood that he's working. But uh, judging from how snugly his hat is sitting on his head, you imagine he doesn't have a whole lot going on up top. He's got some uh, like dark freckles and, and, and marks and really worn skin. The door opens up and turns. Well, if it isn't Cedric Belial, come back to see me. Once I heard that you were still kicking, there was no way I was going to pass up a chance, old man. Of course, you caught me at a good time. Any day now, I was going to go into Hermitage. I didn't want the last thing I saw of you. I believe it was you uh, failing to conjure up some lunch for me. I thought it was pretty successful. You're a man grown. If you want to eat undercooked chicken, that's on you. (laughs) I can just cook chicken in a pan. It's fine. Ooh, but it's funnier when you do it with magic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who are your friends? Oh, uh, well, this is Andrew and Pip. Welcome, welcome. Don't be alarmed at this perceived world of secrecy you've entered. The Fortress of Belial has always been welcoming to sworn brothers and apprentices from the outside. I am completely calm. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, I did not warn them ahead of coming here. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not very hospitable of you, Drix. I know, I know. It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision. We had a whole cart ride, man. We did have a whole cart ride, but you were, you were like, weirdly involved thinking about something. and Okay, we don't have to talk about that. Wait, I mean, I, I don't know. You, it seemed like you had a lot on your mind, and I really didn't want to. And I know, I mean, I know your birthday. Hey, just- your great, your grandpa's here. He doesn't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> hear about what? Drix, I say this politely. Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk about you being shirtless. Is that what Andrew's been thinking about? Not you specifically. Oh, oh. This is what you've been reduced to, Adrix. Sound a little booty on the side. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Look, sometimes you do an odd job to make ends meet just because I was doing a little bit of shirtless bartending. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Listen, back in my youth, there was a very particular calendar that helped pay for meals for an entire month. Thank you. See, see, he understands. It was kind of fun, you know, serving drinks, you know, all <laughs> all dancey-like and all that. Jinx, I cannot stress this enough. You were not the problem with that establishment for me. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. I, I mean, I figured as much. Just as long as you don't think any less of your master for it. My what now? You're, you're his apprentice, yes. Am I your apprentice? Well, well kind of. If you want to be. I feel like you can't 
have me be your apprentice when you didn't even tell me you were a wizard. Well, I mean, I did show you a little bit of magic on your birthday. Yeah, but you didn't, like, teach it to me or anything, although that was cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way it used to be done. You know, my master, you know how he taught me magic? How? He walked over and he turned a dove into a snake and said, turn it back. And then he left. <laughs> I had to turn that snake back into a dove or get snake bit. Wow, you guys are wild. Oh, I was softer on drinks. Yeah. He only ever threw me in a pit once. And you were better for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to throw you in a pit, Andrew. Okay, I do appreciate that. But, I mean, you know, if you ever do want to learn some magic, I mean, I could probably help out a little bit. You know what? Why not? Adult life is already so damn weird. I'm not an adult. I'm a child. It doesn't get better. How old are you? Fourteen. Fourteen. That is a little old to start training. Ah, she's a quick study. You know, she had a gang? I did not have a gang. Pip made that up. (laughs) I had a group of friends who I sometimes robbed garbage dumps with. That is the definition of a gang. No, it's not. I assume you're this Pippin, yes? Yes, yes me. Hmm. Your aura is puzzling. (laughs) I'm not just talking about, like, vibes like the kids are. I mean, there's something weird. I'm gonna start saying that when I meet you. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) You're not wrong. There are two of you in there. You look like a clown car ghost. He puts the mushroom down. What's the clown car? He stands up and he's uh, <laughs> He stands up. He uses a big walking stick and he walks over and he gives you a little tap. The word car comes from not automobiles. It's perfectly fine and in period for me to say car. <laughs> Don't be weird about this. <laughs> you got train cars. Hold on. <laughs> I know what a car is. I don't know what specifically a clown car is. It's a car full of clowns. I, I thought that was... You got, You don't have clowns where you're from? <laughs> <laughs> not in cars! Well, I mean, obviously obviously not all cars have clowns, but all clown cars <laughs> have clowns, so... I guess if you can't magically shrink yourself down and back up, you can't really do a funny bit with like, a bunch of people in one thing and then they all step out. Either way... <laughs> What's happening? Either way, are there two of you in there? <laughs> and he's not, he knocks on your head, Pip, with this, the walking stick. <laughs> They're like a second guy over there. Just one, I think. I don't know, it feels like there's room for two. Nothing to be concerned about, it's fine. What do I care? I'm gonna go into Hermitage any one of these days, it's fine. No, I'm, I'm just having a, a bit of a... bit of a moment with some, like, pieces kind of coming together. It's... It's unnerving. Life is a series of moments of pieces coming together from without and within. Who can know how they fit? Who can know if they'll fit? It's fine. We're all always working on each other. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> and he, like, <laughs> goes to sit back down. So, Drix, uh, you're staying for dinner? Need anything else? Uh, just wanted to catch up. Uh, I could use a recharge as well, you know. I thought you were full up. 
I was. Um, I used the spell a while back, and then I used another one to save this kid. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I was just referring to that fellow over there in your in your pouch on your belt. Oh, right. I've been wanting to have someone look at this forever. It could be you, of course. Oh yeah, I got eyes. We may have fought a demon. Hell yeah. Also, you didn't tell me that demons were really real. They're mostly real. You know, you see one, you beat his ass. I mean, they're they're real enough. They're real enough. I don't know. but It's not like you see them every day. We super saw one, though. Maybe you could have told me that demons were actually a thing, so, you know, I didn't draw one out on purpose thinking, oh, this is going to be a goof or something. Sorry, I wasn't able to impress the seriousness to you of all your lessons. You'll find that a great many things that seem to be metaphor may indeed be metaphor, but there is truth that it's rooted in. Especially when you live like us. Oh my gosh. Are mermaids? Wait, I know mermaids are real. I saw mermaids are real. (laughs) Oh, you ever kiss a mermaid? No. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our friend did that. It was a mistake. Dame just... Suck the soul right out of them. Mm-hmm. They'll do that. We had to go get it. Well, what an exciting life have you been living? Obviously not at the distillery if you've had so many adventures. I... Well, um... I'm a lion bull. Ah, working for his majesty. I know, I know. It it sounds bad. Oh, it's... it's... It's a way to help the people of all of the institutions that the immortal emperor has put together. Line bulls can be seen as one of the more necessary, altruistic even. Not everyone can have a great bottle tree. There's a lot of people out there who need help, and I don't know, I kind of like helping. Very good of you, Adric. And I might have stumbled onto some really good stuff. Stuff that's going to help free people. We are planning to have somebody visit to discuss something along those lines. Really? Mayhaps you should join us. Okay. Yeah, count count me in. Would it be okay with they come as well? They can't rightly add to the bottle of conversation. (laughs) So their words may not carry any weight, but they can certainly partake and be present. If you will speak for them and corroborate them, it's just as good. I can do it. So... About this, uh, demon shard. <laughs> and he pulls out the stone of Voldrenai. Ooh, rock demon. Earth ones are tough. Yeah, he was he was a hard one to beat. But you did beat him, right? Yeah, uh, we scattered him for a thousand years or so. How'd you come into contact with him? Uh, an old man with three nephews, uh, summoned him. He was, he was part of a cult. Oh, where's the old man? Still after the rock? <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, the demon turned around and killed him immediately. That'll happen. <laughs> so casual about it. Listen, you're confident you could beat this guy? I think so, yeah. Alright. Because just about anything you're going to want to do with him, short from finishing him off, is going to involve summoning him again. So you're going to have to beat his ass twice. Y'all think we're ready to beat his ass again? Just right this second. Uh, not right now. You said that really confidently, and I do not match that confidence. Hey, 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 not hey, right hey, now. Hey. We haven't even had dinner yet. Yeah, I mean, relax, relax. Uh, one, 
we could have some support, obviously. We're in a town full of wizards. Two, obviously this time we will know what we're up against. And three, we already beat his ass once. It was a near thing! And look how much stronger we've gotten. I stay up at night and think about that fight. I took a horror from it. I, uh, little spurs, I didn't know. Um. <laughs> Actually, wait, I don't remember if I took a horror from Vulture and I or the one within many. Maybe Andrew's just being petty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Andrew's lying. I'm hey. not sure. <laughs> Well, I guess it's up to eagle-eared listeners to confirm it or not. <laughs> I, I think we can do it. We don't have to do it right now, though. We've got, not we've right got, now, not right now. It's almost dinner time. We've got guests coming, and, you know, we can finish the Vulgernite Barrier after that. Oh, yeah, you're going to be real excited. Oh? It's your little friend from, from Dagon, Nissa. Nissa's on her way. Oh, Nissa's here? Oh, I'm not right now, I don't think. What, what's she been up to? And then there's a little ding, ding, ding from a bell. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> like another magician walks over and is like, Sage Orleans, uh, this is here. Well, this is going to be a lot now, ain't it? We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to bring you a message from our friends at Chain of Being, another podcast from the Faustian Nonsense Network. It started with a return. I was called to aid, and deep down, somewhere in my mind, I knew what it was. I, Adam Delta Five, who was formed in Eden and cursed with immortality for my crimes. I knew of this thing. I know it. I remember. It was there in Eden. I'm sure of it. I pursue it, following its trail of chaos and destruction. I intend to stop it. It's related to what I did. I can feel it. The space between us is vast, and I will face hardship. I will bear witness to terrible things. You have until tomorrow to relinquish your supplies and weapons to us. Some of the more courageous of you may be considering other possibilities. I urge you to reconsider. And for the sake of all that exists in this universe, I must reach my goal. I will end this game of hers. Will you join me? Chain of Being. Mythic science fiction podcast. Listen to the complete season one on your favorite podcatcher now. <laughs> we should probably we should we should we should probably um go to dinner. You're right. Come on, drinks. <laughs> give me a hand. Give me a hand. And he reaches out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Trix is visibly or visibly uncomfortable as he leads on the lids. <laughs> Everybody gathers in the space that's covered up by really just like a tarp, reading out in the open air. Um, there's like a long table set up and then the shadow of the bottle tree. Tegan comes by from watching the font of Daphnia. It's dinner time, baby. Somebody's waving a short stick near uh, a smoker at the door opens up a little bit and there's like a big old rack of ribs that's been smoking for uh, some hours now. Somebody comes by, some, some corn on the cob. Real, real barbecue hours is what's happening here. Mm. And there is, dressed in a, a similar poncho thing, but what is it? Drix's poncho is, is what color? Uh, purple. Yeah, where Drix's poncho is purple. Hers is green. She is Severosi. Looks to be around the same age as Drix. She's got, with her wizard hat, her hair up in, like, two two big puffs. Begins speaking to Orleans. She says, um, 
thank you so much for having me, Sage. I meaning to let you know. We don't think he's up to nothing, but uh, Kanatra's supposed to be in the area. We spotted him down by Dagon. And um, we hope we hope that after this wonderful meal that you're treating us to, we can maybe discuss doing something about... And she starts and looks at you, Drix. Hey. Yeah, about it. Waves awkwardly. I, I might have... I might I might be able to give you some input on Kanatra, actually. Well, I bet you would. Hi, Nissa. I can tell that you are... Hi, Nissa. Upset? Furious? Come on now. I was going to go with something a little bit softer, but, uh, yeah, that clearly tracks. Can't believe. Can't believe. I gotta see you when I'm handling some important information after you up and scoff it goodbye me like that. I did not scoff it goodbye you. I just... I needed to go. It, it was important. Here I thought that what we had was important. <sighs> what we had was obviously important to me. It, I wouldn't... Look, I wouldn't ever lie to you about that, but I needed to go and find myself. And I have, I think. Doing something else, alright. You know what, Drix? I'm not going to prolong this. I'm going to go over to my side of the table. I'm going to go eat. Thank you. You made me who I am today. I'm just so sorry that apparently I've not had the equal effect on you that I thought was happening here. <sighs> Nissa picks up a plate and she leaves. Nissa, n- wait! Uh, oh, man. That's the coolest woman I've ever seen. I really bungled that one, didn't I? <laughs> yup! Andrew, <laughs> will you help me? Oh, I don't want to. That was the most entertaining thing I've seen in, like, three cities. But I guess, what do you want me to do? Try and get her to listen to me. Just, like, give me a chance to explain. What did you do? I, I left. The meal's starting up. Everybody's free to eat, just talk and stuff. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of anonymity right now. I, I, I left. That's what, that's what I did, clearly. I mean... Yeah, but, like, what did you... I still don't really understand what you left. I left here. I told you about before I got on the train how I was doing kind of different jobs, and then I landed at the distillery, and then the distillery exploded, and, mm-hmm. you know, then I became a line bull. But, well, before that, you know, I was here with my, my family and everything. And so, sometimes Nissa would visit. We would, you know get all active and uh things would get sweaty and heated and you know fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) at the mention of at the mention of sweaty pip immediately has a vacant like thousand yard stare and then you know it it, it happened like once a year there were a bunch of people here and just and then i had to go and you know one the next year i guess i just i wasn't there for her drake's none of that is information What was the sweaty activity? She was my rival, you see. Okay. In magic? Well, how, how would you put it? Like, um, kind of like a arcane fortress games kind of thing going on, where kids from all over would come here, or we would go there, and we would compete in, like, different challenges. So you just didn't show up at the games one year, and now she's mad at you? Yeah. Well, I mean multiple years, but yeah. 
Okay, that seems very stupid of her, actually. I've changed my mind. I'm on your side. I will help you. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, rivalry is important to some people, and I can understand that, like... I guess, but isn't an inherent part of rivalry that, like, the rivals don't owe each other anything because they're not, like, friends? (laughs) Am I misunderstanding rivalry as a concept? I've never had a rival. I think I'd be really good at having a rival. But I haven't had one. I think you'd be pretty great at having a rival, too. I feel like you've got a rival without knowing it, which is like, it's a thing that can happen, right? Maybe. Yeah, I definitely think you can become someone's rival before they realize that you're their rival. And then, you know, you have kind of a conversation and suddenly it's like, man, I really want to beat that person. It's like a stray passing thought. And then all of a sudden it's like it consumes your waking being, you know? No. Yeah, I've never had that experience. Really? No. Just me? Yes. Oh, huh. Well, I can go talk to her if you want, but it sounds like you guys processed most of your emotional whatever by trying to beat each other at games, so why don't you just go challenge her to a game or something? Maybe that'll help. Oh. Yeah, this is why you're the best apprentice, Little Spurs. Thank you. <laughs> Drix is going to take his, like, knife, and he's going to carve uh, a little message into some rope. <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh! Okay. Okay. Like, not... It's gotta, it's gotta be not actual letters, probably. Like, I, I, I can see, like, strategic cuts in certain braids, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, making, like, a weird rope pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's rope can. <laughs> spell the rope you already do that it's like hieroglyphics (laughs) but you do that yes yeah uh, and then he's gonna cut off that length of rope and sling it under the table like so that it lands at her feet she's got like a furrowed brow as she's looking off she stuffs some cornbread into her mouth notices that something's by her feet reaches down and you see how she feels it she's like confused and then she looks intrigued then she looks Annoyed, and uh, looks at you, Drix. Drix gives her like, uh, please smile. <laughs> He's got that look on his face. It's like, what do you have to lose? She closes her eyes and reminds herself that she's here for a reason, and also mad at Drix. <laughs> <laughs> she simply mouths like, not now. She uh, puts the rope in her pocket, and at that point in the meal, she she says, uh. Excuse me, uh, if I can, um, if I can talk to some of the sages here, I am here for a meeting. I, I do want to talk about Coleman. Andrew nudges Drix, and she's like, that's an in! Drix, like, raises his hand, and then, like, looks at it, and then awkwardly puts it down, and then is like, he stands to attention, and is like, I have new information about Coleman Kanatcher. Nissa stands up and says, I've got information about Coleman Kanatcher. <laughs> <laughs> well... We both have information about Coleman Kanasher. Orlins is cleaning a bone from the rib, pops it out, puts it down on his plate, and says, Well, I, well, I suppose we need to do then. Get the liquor out. We're having a meeting. Under the moon. Shakily claps his hands, and uh, Tegan stands up uh, with some, like, baked beans on their, on their cheek. Run over to a barrel, reach in, pick up uh, a bottle, run back over to Orleans. Tegan extends a hand out to Orleans, and Orleans says, 
Thank you. I've got a little something there, Jigen. Such a mess. <laughs> God damn it, Tegan. <laughs> and Tegan is like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm becoming of, a, of an adult like me. Sorry. You're doing good, buddy. <laughs> Tegan. Thumbs up. And Orlis goes, All right. This liquor, kissed only by the moon, will now meet the lips of all who speak at this meeting. Let it leave your lips changed, as our hearts and minds shall be after our gathering. And he shakily takes a sip, hands it over to another uh, almost as old woman, takes a sip. A lot of the younger folks are starting to um, take this as the cue to start leaving. Some people are taking some extra food off to their, their houses. Some people are just cleaning up the table. It's pretty much just you guys, Nissa, and the old folks. The bottle uh, goes around all the old folks. Then it goes to uh, Nissa. Nissa intentionally sat away from you, uh, so as to awkwardly shuffle over, hand the bottle to Drix. Drix, you take a, a sip. And there is uh, overpowering many notes of mint and a little bit of honey, a little bit of a little tobacco. There's a, a harsh, harsh bitter coffee taste that's probably just been added by Nissa. Mm, mm. He gives Nissa a look. We had some coffee liqueur in Aruvia, right? <laughs> you got your coffee reading, yeah. Yeah. Oh we yeah, did. we had the coffee. We had the ground coffee beans. Um, okay. Ground coffee, yeah. All right. All right. right. Pip ate the. Pip ate the bean. The grounds. That was a good time. Uh, I think so. Drix is going to add some Nerubian flavor to yeah. this. Uh, what spices did we say they used a lot of? Or <laughs> That was so many episodes ago. I know. It was forever ago. But, um, okay, yeah. I think, I think allspice. Yeah, Drix is going to add some allspice. <laughs> now that you guys can see us up close, where the bottle touches Drix's lips, there is a soft glow as magically the flavor changes and is added to the drink it's passed then back to Orlance who takes a final sip and um, puts it down and goes <laughs> oh you kids don't go easy do you <laughs> now Nissa, you are the guest what did you want to say and Nissa says Sages and Drix of Belisle, Coleman Canatcher took some wild horses from the lands near uh, near Dagon, and um, well, he and his gang came by this way. He's not usually going this far west. Well, I'm starting to believe that he may be up to uh, up to something that might cause problems for the rest of us. And Booker, as she says, Booker, the other sages start like. Rah, 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 rah. I think at the mention of Booker, like Kip kind of perks up. Booker up north, well, he says that maybe we can do something. So, folks over at Dagon were talking about maybe reaching out to Kanatra. One of the old people, the old woman, says, We magicians will always be grateful to Booker, but it's hubris to think that he could end the immortal emperor. Making him sad is a far cry from killing him after all. And this Coleman... He seeks to become like the Emperor. There's no fruit there. 
He doesn't understand. The problem is not one man. The problem is anybody like the Immortal Emperor. We should have no further dealings with both. I agree with Nissa. Orlin says, You agree with Nissa? I haven't met Booker, personally, yet. But we have met someone who was in communion with him. She's gone now. She... <sighs> Taken by the Immortal Emperor in an instant. The way he uses magic is... Terrifying. Sickening, even. But she did show us that... He can be hurt. Even if just a little. Orlin's like, rubs his chin a bit and says, So it wasn't an empty boast, then... Anissa says, um, Yes, and I agree with Drix. I don't know if we're coming at this from the same way. I'm not saying we need to shack up with Kanatcher, but we need to do something. Because if the Emperor can be hurt emotionally, that means he can react emotionally. And I feel like one of these days Kanatcher's going to do something that's going to make the Emperor start giving us trouble. And if there's another Unity War... Stay in neutral would not be hospitable. Knatcher is preparing a war chest. His mother went into hermitage. He seems to be looking he seems to be looking to use her to empower this crusade. The way this Knatcher acts I do believe he may interrupt a magician within Hermitage. Regardless, Nissa, if it comes to war, then we will aid the people. I will suffer, no doubt. But we at Belial will not take up arms and bring that same suffering to our people. Especially when there is no hope against this enemy. He is not one that can be slain, but cowed. We have many more generations to reflect on this. Uh, Andrew, you are allowed to speak. Although Adric must provide affirmation to your words, but you are an apprentice. Um, some people think he can be hurt. And the old woman says, Yes, yes, Booker says emotionally. No, no, literally. It, in Nerubia. Trix looks over at Andrew. We've got these uh, demon princes. Andrew, I think, looks at Drix, and she says, "You you remember in the in the tavern after Jamie, right? The the people that came by." Yeah, they took you away. I'm not supposed to talk about what they told me. They they. The princes. We are aware of them. They have no. Power I, don't, I, I don't remember if she said she'd kill me, but she definitely implied it. But there was... She said some stuff. I don't want to die. Drix kneels down next to Andril and looks her dead in the face and says, Andril, I will do everything in my power to make sure that nobody hurts you. You are safe with me and with us. You and Pip are important to me, and I will move heaven and earth in order to keep you safe. Andrew uh, looks at Drix. 
looks at Pip. Deep breath. And she says, Near that, that spirit well, the one where we started eating stuff, I forget the name, there was a weapon there. That was the thing that Jamie came on the train to find out. The, the location of a weapon that they said could hurt the Emperor, could, could actually kill him. Some dagger? I don't remember the name. I don't know if it's true or not, because that lady was... I mean, she was, you know, carving Jamie's soul out bit by bit, so she clearly wasn't super nice. But but she seemed to believe it. Nissa looks to you, Drix, for affirmation. I believe her. Angela wouldn't make this up, and we... The, the, the well at Ravencourt has some kind of effect on people. Made Drix eat a hat. Yeah, I ate... I ate a hat. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Nissa chuckles a little bit. <laughs> the sages of Belial, if, if the demon princes seek it out, then there's gotta be some truth to it. They predicted the cataclysm, and even now, the emperor fails to challenge their sovereignty in Aruvia. One of the sages, uh, the, the woman again. <laughs> Speak you of Lamring child. Emperor's own dagger. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Who names them weapons? <laughs> Normally, Lamering is kept in the astral spire, which does beg the question of why it is without, outside of the Emperor's sight. Disregarding that, uh, a weapon is something that must be used, as awesome a blade it might be. We know from generations past that no human eyes nor human ears would be able to help this blade find the Emperor's ever-beating heart. Plus he could just kind of atomize us as we approach. <laughs> and uh, Orlins goes, damn for real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it was pretty wild. That's so wasteful. I could, I mean, I could probably atomize you right now, but I'd be out. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be tapped. He seems to have a font of magic and enough bodies moving around that he can just... Oh. So, Kanatcher is working on... I gave him some information. The, the Emperor walks among people uh, with... And I, I know this is going to sound made up, but his his quote-unquote walkers. Kanatra is going to start taking them out, bit by bit. Sneaky-like. I think, maybe, it'll put him on his guard, but it'll put him on the defensive, right? Because if, if the way that he interfaces with the world is being taken out piece by piece, then he's going to have to... Nissa slams uh, her hand on the table a bit. This is exactly what we need to stop him from doing. I don't we gotta know. talk to Kanatcher. If Kanatcher's just gonna go off and start threatening the Emperor where he thinks he's safe, it's gonna lead to an emotional reaction. I don't want this. I know, I know, I know, I know. Look, Kanatcher, I hate to say it, but I think he might be our best hope. You haven't been in a room with him. He's good. Like, really good. He uses magic on the level of a sage, and then he combines it with whispering into the ghost field. It's something entirely new. What lady says, 
and something entirely useless against the Emperor's true form, whose wrath will be brought down on us, if not directly, so indirectly. In a world where all things are possible, how does one kill the Emperor? Like, what would you have to do? Do, 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 do people even know? This blade, guess... if the demon princes believe they could wield it, then perhaps it would just be all it's truly necessary to end him. But surely they have agents among the demons that would be able to wield it. Human eyes cannot perceive. Uh, human ears cannot hear the immortal emperor without perishing. Drix zeroes in on Orleans. Orleans has been very quiet. What are you thinking? Perhaps what we need is to get these assassins the senses of something not human. Nissa looks disrespectfully at the 80-year-old sage. So you're siding with Kanatcher? You think he should become whatever he needs to be? And Orlin says, Oh, on that matter, I side with my fellows. But this Booker is the ancestor of Scoblin, yes? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what Hecla said, at least. Hecla, a Scovic name. So I understand he commands a great respect among his people. A revered spirit, yes? Yeah, it seems like it. He uh, plays with his uh, beard that is still tied in with his hair. <laughs> the old lady says, Are oh, you really so close to Hermitage that you're forgetting things in your old age? The spirit's eyes are the true eyes he'll explode to. <laughs> and or- Orland says, um, Are you truly so young that you speak so disrespectfully to me? <laughs> I don't speak of Booker doing it himself. Mr. I make the Emperor sad. Who needs it? I mean, that might be helpful, but who needs it? I'm talking about the very power that Scovlin used in the Unity War. Leviathan. Drix looks at Andrew. Do you think... Andrew looks at Drix? Pip? Yeah. <laughs> Significant eye contact all around. Uh, so we might be able to help with that, actually. This is says, uh, "Oh, hold on. Now, what do you mean? Leviathans are demons, all right? They're not gonna be bargained with. And if we even if we try to force them to work with us, it would exhaust everything. It'd be worse than atomizing that guy." Pointing to Pip again. <laughs> why are they? Why you specifically? <laughs> no, no. I probably did something to deserve it. You're, you're doing fine, Pip, I swear. We don't need the Leviathan to work with us. We already have the part of it that processes supernatural events. Ah, yes, the squeedly spooch. And he reaches for the Aspergillum. Uh, the Spectratulum. Yeah. <laughs> the Aspergillum is the horse organ. Nope. The Spectratulum. No, no, the Spectratulum is also the horse organ, and Aspergillum is a real thing. <laughs> it, is, it is the. It is a mace that has holes in it, and you fill it with water, usually holy okay. water. It's what you use to defeat Vulgenite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he reaches for. And he reaches for the Spectratulum. Although, I gotta say, we were hoping to do something with that. 
Like, obviously this is better, but, you know. Orlans uh, smiles a bit and says, my, my, you've been up to a lot, I see. I try to stay busy. That one's no good, though. Got another one? Uh... Not on hand. Another Leviathan? Uh, thing's cut in half. What am I going to do with it? I don't know. Do, do you tape it together? This one was hard to get, but, like, we all lived. We got both halves, right? You do both halves, but... I mean, we could probably get another, yeah. is what I'm saying. I'll tell you what, we can practice on it. There's a very particular kind of leviathan that I have in mind. I, I didn't know there was different kinds. I've been hunting them uh, occasionally for side jobs. Then you know that no two leviathans are the same. The scoffs say that there are leviathans that drift through this world as though in a dream. They do not thrash or flee when approached, but the danger in hunting them is greater than their more violent cousins. The hunters describe it as though they are pulled into the leviathan's dream, often cast in some conflict, and may only be escaped upon its resolution. If they awaken in reality, they find the dreamer gone, and their harvest complete. Oh my god, it's gonna make us do improv. <laughs> and the old woman says, I don't buy that story. Passage between realms is impossible with the gates of death destroyed. Only a forgotten god can be reborn in another realm without first dying in the one they occupy. Orland says, Exactly. So I believe they're not going anywhere. I believe that they are hunting these dreamers as they do other leviathans. But these dreamers perceive our reality differently and force that warped perception upon pursuers to place them off balance. So you can't trust your senses when you fight them. Nissa is picking up what they're putting down as well. And if Booker can help us get whatever this piece is, that spectrodulum there, from one of these dreamers, we can work it to our aims, muddle our assassin's perception so that their human eyes and ears aren't seeing them, aren't hearing them, but they're still fighting them normally in reality. And Orleans is like, hot squiddity dip. You got it. So it really might be possible. Sure, sure. It'd be crazy. It'd be a big move. I kind of like big moves. You say that daggers in the spirit well? Yep. That's what Lady Ankuset said. Hmm. Ankuset. Good thing it wasn't Ixus. What would have happened if it was Ixus? I say, Ixus is out and about, so anything one of those folks tell you, well, Ixus wants you to hear for sure, and you can never trust that motherfucker. Adric, I understand you have plans for these halves of the Spectrodulum, and we can do them, but it'd be good practice for uh, the magicians here if we could do whichever you wanted us to, and perhaps somebody can go contact Booker. To find one of these dreamers, hunt it successfully, gather this dagger, get it before it falls into the hands of these wretched demon princes, and go from there. Sounds like 
We've got a few missions here. I think it's something we can achieve. Might be fraught, but I like our odds. It's no longer than they've already been. You're doing a lot of banter right now, but they're definitely like this is guys. This is a big. <laughs> I feel like nobody is giving the situation the gravity that it. <laughs> I think the best thing we can do right now is realize we have a shot here. And then what, though? That's that's what I asked Lady Yonkuset when when she gave me the whole spiel about how she was going to kill the Emperor. What happens then? Nissa pipes up. Ideally, little one, humanity chooses. And the Emperor doesn't choose for us. I don't know if that's better. Humanity has chosen some really bad things. The Emperor is humanity. In so, I mean, he's, he's more than that now, but before that, he was just a person. This isn't some forgotten otherworldly evil that showed up out of nowhere. This is us. This He is what humans do. He doesn't have to be, though. Andrew, here, give me your hands. Andrew does. He pulls his hat off of his head and puts it onto you. And he moves your fingers into a position and then whispers some words in your ears and says to repeat them. She does. A little bit of... Rainbow-colored fire appears above her hand. A flame always has the power to hurt somebody, but it also has the power to give warmth and shelter, and it can look pretty damn beautiful when you look at it the right way. I think the world has been deprived of magic the way it's been deprived of options. And if we have the chance to restore those options, then maybe people will start to choose better. A lot of people will take this fight and set something ablaze with it. But what will you do with it, little Spurs? And he lets go of your hand, and he leaves you holding it. She just kind of looks down at it. This can't be it. This cannot be it. With everything that we have seen, every single horror, every misery, every tragedy... Anything could be better than what we have now. And I would give anything to do something, to make something better. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm not afraid of it. You really think you can make something better, Pippin McGill? I think I can live to see something better. <sighs> I guess all we can do is try. That's not all you can do. You can also learn... The reason why I trust you will not be as wretched as the immortal emperor is because now you've learned the lesson from his example. That is what humanity is, not the immortal emperor at his worst, but you becoming your best, learning from Drix and your friend Pippin. And may I add, you're ex who learned from me, so kind of, I, I kind of help with that. You're welcome, you like that? Mm, I, uh, Jerry's out on you, man. Either way, this cannot be it. As your friend said, we all know now what this road leads to. Humanity will not tread down this one again so easily. 
You've all got a lot of faith in people. Of course. I'm a person, and I think I'm pretty great. So surely other people can also be pretty cool. The Immortal Emperor is a person. He sucks pretty bad, so surely other people can suck pretty bad. I don't agree with any of you. I don't have your confidence in people, in the idea that we are going to be better just because we want to be. But but Pip's right, too. If it sucks now, maybe something else is worth a try, even if there's no guarantees as to what that thing will be. People are discontent, and they're always going to try to escape their circumstances. Some people do it the right way, some people do it the wrong way. But for every gill, there's going to be someone like Nyssa. Someone who knows right from wrong and isn't willing to sacrifice people in order to make the world a better place. Okay, I'm sure that's real meaningful to you, but I met Nyssa today. That's fair, actually. Um, uh, 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 You ain't ever talk about me to your apprentice? No, I've never heard of you. I, to be fair, though, he only told me I was his apprentice, like, an hour ago. Uh, it was a real great moment, actually. She, eh. she pinches the bridge of, bridge of her nose, and she's like, God slam it. Yeah, Trix has just always been like this. That tracks. I trained for hours, and he, he, he was on his ass. <laughs> he was on his ass from what I could tell. <laughs> that also tracks. And yet, Victory's still wearing a shirt. Well, that's not fair. Drix, I think you should apologize. <laughs> What? I mean, I, I don't I, know. That, that just that just seems like an injustice. No, you know, no. I am <laughs> not the bad guy here. <laughs> You're not. Your master skated through life when I knew him, but he wasn't particularly lazy, and he didn't just say stuff to say it. So, I still don't know how I feel about this Coleman Knatcher, but. I'm, of course, behind any sort of plan that could rid us of uh, the Immortal Emperor. I don't agree with Coleman Knatcher's methods, but I think if we point him in the right directions, we can make this all easier on ourselves while we prepare. Well, okay, it seems like everyone's saying the same thing at this point. Yeah, that's usually when a discussion ends. Oh... You can stay the night if you want. I'm not going to be able to work any of these things till the morning. You know, I was really going to go on Hermitage tomorrow, but then you come over here and I got to build you a thing, and then you're going to go off and I got to build you another thing. I've only got a couple more years, tricks. You better have to it. I promise we'll speed it up, Orlans. But for what it's worth, I'm glad you're still here to help me out. Yes, yes, so it's it's bedtime for these old bones. Bye, Grandmaster! Oh, hell yes! <laughs> That's what I was waiting for! <laughs> I think you just made his weak. Puts a hand on Pip's shoulder. Don't worry, sworn brother, cool guy. You won't have to bed down in the apprentice room with her. You can you can bunk with tricks. Hi. <laughs> Are there other apprentices? Am I going to meet people my age? <laughs> I never meet people my age. Yeah, the last time that happened, it was... It ended in tragedy. Yes, it did! 
<laughs> oh gosh. And I think we will uh deal with that bed situation and the the further happenings of Bile next time on Ghost on a Train. Congrats! It's a it's a bonus line. It's gonna be two episodes at least. Woo! Thanks so much for listening. Hope to see you again next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Pride of Pasquale is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero sounds from freesound.org, and additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I need this for me. Uh, Stefan, can you in the Drix voice say trans rights? Uh, trans rats. Perfect. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks, JK. Eat a bag of dicks, JK. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks, JK. Eat a bag of dicks, JK. I'm glad right. this is the official stance on the podcast. <laughs> Trans rights and trans rights. Trans rights and trans rights. Trans rights, trans rights. The Emperor said only trans rights and trans rights. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's canon, actually. When did the Emperor say trans rights? I remember that joke, but I don't remember the origin of it. Oh my god, I don't. Okay, whatever. whatever. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.